welcome to the H&H Hour. My name is Heather Taves and I'm sitting here with a bunch of my friends. Yes. And my co-host Heidi Bolt. Heidi. Heather, this is an exciting episode. This is show number 100. That is crazy. Yes. It's a milestone. It is. It's a fun milestone. Did you think that we would get to 100 episodes? I did. Mm -hmm. I did. I don't have a problem with small vision. You don't. <laughs> you don't. But I didn't know how much consistency and commitment and work it would take. I did not know that. Yeah. Um, you know, it it felt really fun the first episode that we recorded and mm -hmm. you know, I remember we edited it together. We sat on the couch. Did we? Yes. I don't we remember were, that. No, we were totally Googling. I had a brand new like, baby, so I don't remember no, any of I'm that. No, I'm sorry, Nate. <laughs> Google searching. <laughs> Did you just say, I'm sorry, Nate? I said, I'm sorry, That's Nate. Funny. Um, you can go back and listen to his episode. I'm not sure what number it is, but Nate Roberts yeah. let us know that Google search is the correct term. So He works for Google. We've been trying to impl implement that. But no, I remember we would YouTube videos on how to use certain tools That's on right. our editing software. Yeah. And so it took us like five hours to edit the first show. So sometimes people that are wanting to start podcasts, they come to us and they're like, can you give me all of the ticks, mm -hmm. like all of the tricks? And yeah. we kind of laugh mm -hmm. because we're like, uh... Just Google search that Well, and, and we watch don't, a YouTube video and we really don't. We had no idea what yeah. we were doing. We yeah. probably still are doing everything completely backwards. Hey, it works for us. And it does. And yeah. uh, I have a friend who tells me all the time, like, you need to teach classes on podcast edit, on podcasting. Oh, and I'm like, no. that gives me anxiety because I would, <laughs> I would say, be like, this is my setup. This is how we do it. Yeah. And everybody, everyone would laugh. Yeah. But I was born in Louisiana and down there they have a saying that you just, you just do it Cajun style. Okay. And so that's how we do our podcast, Cajun style. Okay. Well, where's the Cajun food then? <laughs> I like Cajun food. <laughs> Where is the gumbo? Some etouffee. Oh, so good. 100th yeah. episode. Well, we thought it would be so fun for our 100th episode to bring in some of our favorite people yeah. and also some of our biggest cheerleaders, mm -hmm. people who have encouraged us through this journey. Um, but, you know, really, from the from day one, these yes. people have cheered us mm -hmm. on and encouraged us. So let's introduce them. Let's do it. Okay, you go first. Okay, so, well, first, off right off the bat, to my left is your husband, Chris Taves. Yes. And the thing I have to say about Chris is I do believe he, other than our mom, is the first one to comment on an episode every single week. Yeah, and he shares almost every single show. He does. Mm -hmm. And um, so he's been a huge back getter and a huge fan and just a great support. And I don't think it's just because he's married to me. I think he actually likes the show. Is that right, Chris? That's true. Okay. I he like actually, it. He actually likes the show. I... Yeah, And then your husband can't be here tonight. So sad. I know crying emoji. I know. Very sad. Because I know you really, really wanted him here. I did. I feel like this is kind of like a big deal. It's like if I was running a marathon, I would want him there at the end cheering me mm -hmm. on. He's I, here in spirit. So yeah, he is home in bed with a massive migraine. Yeah. Two days of migraines. And so he just could not do it. I'm and I, I struggle with migraines, so I get it. Yeah. yeah. Well, Kip, you're here in spirit. We have he a is. seat for you. Yep. It's empty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then this next person, I'm actually super excited about this because Steph, you, we kind of became friends because of this podcast. We did. That's which right. is so cool because the first time that I met you, I came up to you, it was at church, uh -huh. your first time at our church, and you said, I've been stalking you. <laughs> because, you yeah, because you had listened to our show and you had found us on yep. Instagram. And so, but yep. now we're such good friends. And you've yeah. been such a good cheerleader for us. I love it. Okay, and then we have, um, which all of these people have been guests on the podcast as well. That's true. But then we have the famous third H, Holly Schaefer. The third H. And Holly was the number one most requested guest by our listeners for shows and shows and shows. Mm -hmm. And we asked her a couple of times and she was like, yeah, I like to be behind the scenes. Yeah. So she said no multiple times. And then she finally, I think the Holy Spirit finally spoke to her and <laughs> convicted her. And she finally said yes. And we had such a good time interviewing Holly. Um, and Holly does a lot of behind the scenes for us. She does all of our logos and uh, all of our photos of our guests. So Holly is an awesome help for us. Thank you, Holly Shaper. Thanks for having me. 
And then last but not least, our dear friend, Rochelle. Hi, Rochelle. Hello. We're so glad that you're here. Rochelle, Rochelle and I have been friends for, what did we figure out the other day? 16? Yeah, a long yeah. time. Wow. A very long time. Yeah. So she, Rochelle is just that person that I can pick up the phone any time of the day or mm-hmm. night and call her, and she, I know that I will be encouraged, Yeah, that she will encourage me. Yeah. So also, this is so cool, everyone here has H's in their first name. There you go. It was meant to be. It was meant to be. <laughs> it was meant to be. Okay, well, Heidi, we thought it would be fun for our 100th episode to have the tables turned. Yes. And have our guests ask us the questions. Okay. So they have come prepared, and I'm a tiny bit nervous. Mm -hmm. We have not seen their questions. No, because when our guests come, for the most part, they have an idea of what questions we're going to ask them so that they can prepare. Um, But... We have not seen any of these questions. That's fine. So I'm totally like fly by the seat of the pants. That's true. Good. But before we get into that, here's some cool stats. Okay. Okay. So 100th episode, uh-huh. we've had 74 guests. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 And then the rest of those have just been chats yeah. for, for you and I. And then our top countries, guess what our top three countries are. See if you can figure them out. The United States. Yep. Um, Canada. Yes. And the UK. Nope, Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to the Mexico Listeners. area. I know. Do we have a lot of friends in Mexico? What, how did that happen? I have no <laughs> idea. I guess they like us there. Well, I mean, we have vacationed there a lot. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> not, not, <laughs> not because we vacation. Like going on the beach, handing out our little what H&H in the world? cards. That's I don't cool. Know. I like that. I don't know. And then um, over the last 10 days, we've been showing the top 10 shows yes. for listens. Yeah. So, so if you were in fun. that show, mm-hmm. congratulations. Yeah, that's been fun show. to see mm-hmm. the top 10 listens. Yeah. Okay, so listeners, if you have a favorite show from all the way from 1 to now 100, share it on your social media. Give us a shout out. Tell us your favorite show and why it was your favorite show. Mm-hmm. And I think that will be fun. Yeah, make see. sure you tag us. Tag otherwise the H&H we might H&H not hour. see it. Yeah, we might not see it. Yeah, so tag us and let us know why... What, what episode you loved? Okay, here's a question for you. Okay. Have you had a favorite show? Um, I would genuinely have to say no. I have had a lot of favorite moments. Okay. Um, What's one of your favorite moments? Okay, one of the funniest, I really love to laugh. And one of the funniest, <laughs> I'm going to make fun of myself right now. And my brother, Chris, is going to love this. One of my funniest moments in the last couple shows we were interviewing a girl, and it was sort of a serious moment. And I was severely ill that day. Yeah, I was and I had say, been, you've been sick. I had been sick for like four weeks, like really, really, really right. sick. And I was kind of one of those like drag myself out of bed and pretend like I am a professional podcaster, <laughs> <laughs> feeling real poor. And so I was having like sleep deprivation and. So I don't even remember how, but we were talking about the brilliance of technology and the mm-hmm. fact that podcasting connects your voice to someone across the world. And I had what I would call word fumble. And I said, you know, you just like you podcast and then people all over the world, like in Zambodia, can hear the podcast. And as soon as I said it, it was one of those like <laughs> moments, you know. But it was out, and but the moment didn't lend to me making fun of myself at the time. Right. So, so you can make fun of yourself now. And I almost edited it out. And oh, I, thought, I would have been so upset had and you then edited I thought, it out. <laughs> no, no, we must leave this in there. Yeah, so it was just, the funniest part, though, is that the few people I've mentioned it to <laughs> have not realized that that was a made-up country. <laughs> they <laughs> thought that was a real country in Africa, like what, a real part of what Africa. What did you mean? Zambia? I think I was trying to say Zambia. Or maybe Cambodia. And you just mashed them together. <laughs> it was like they got married. Had a baby. <laughs> oh my goodness. So that Should was I one of my... worried that you homeschool your children? No, it was a true fumble. Okay. I, I knew. I, as soon as I said it, I knew. It just didn't lend to me correcting it at the time. So, You know what one of my favorite moments no. on our show was? When we interviewed our grandpa. That was really sweet. Yeah. Just yeah. to hear him... 
Uh, there have been so many, so many good moments, yeah. but that one is just one that like sits in my heart, uh-huh. you know, and I think about him sitting there and us being able to, one, give him the platform to do this and him being able to, to share the things that were on his heart. And I loved about the fact that his wisdom was so genuine. So he was a pastor for 47 years, so mm-hmm. he had a platform Yeah, and he was so used to sharing wisdom and his thoughts, but now he's been retired for years. Yeah. And he teaches Sunday school and um, serves. But, yeah, that was one of my favorites as well. Just hearing his, just the wealth of knowledge that came out of him. You know what's so interesting? I've been thinking about this a lot lately is that he pastored really small churches mm-hmm. for all, his entire life. Mm-hmm. And I never once heard him badmouth that or complain mm-hmm. about the size of his platform mm-hmm. or even mention it. Like, I don't even think it was a consideration to him. He just was faithful in the places and to the people that he was in. And so often, and even in this, this world that we live in, in podcasting, it's about how many people are, how many people are listening, you know, Mm -hmm. and that to me was such a good reminder of being faithful, even if it's just for one or two or three or however many God allows you to be in front of to share your voice. I think the interesting thing about podcasting, especially as the host. So we've had, would you say 74 guests? Yep. So that's a lot of conversation. It's a lot of hours of conversation. But so I'm looking at these four people sitting in front of us and I can think of specific things that every single one of them talked about Yeah, and specific quotes that they said. And I'm not typically great. Like, you know, people are like, what movie line is this? And I'm like, I have no idea. I don't even know who played in that movie. I probably fell asleep during it, you know? So that's not my gift, but I can, I just think there's something really powerful about this platform because I can recall a lot mm-hmm. of the truth that they spoke. And then like I can see in my mind a whole bunch of other friends mm-hmm. and things that they have said that I am recalling and remembering. So Yeah, that's good. It's, it's been fun. Thing. It's it been has. a fun ride and we're yeah. not ending. We're not. It's just the beginning. We've got some fun stuff coming up. Switching it up after the 100th episode. I know. They'll find out so, next week. It'll be good. It'll be fun. All right, should we get to some questions? Yes. Okay, Holly's raising her hand. Ooh. Come on over, Holly. Our third H. Okay, this question, I have to ask it first because it fits right in with what you were talking about. Of all of the countries that listen to you, Zambodia included. Zambodia or? included okay. in your imaginary life. <laughs> Our listenership there is real high. <laughs> <laughs> One, <laughs> Heidi Bolt. Of all the countries that listen to you, where would you travel, and why? Uh, okay, so I'll answer because I know right off the bat. Um, so we've got a fairly strong listenership in Australia. And I have not been to Australia. I was supposed to get to go on a missions trip there, and then it fell through. The whole trip fell through. And so I would go to Australia. Oh, that's a good one. In fact, our sister-in-law is there right there, right right now. now. So she was going to be here tonight, but she is there right now. She's fulfilling your dream. Yeah, for me. Thanks, Lakers. That is hard because there are so many Heather amazing places. Heather is scrolling places. through the countries right now, <laughs> trying yeah. to figure out where she's she She's totally to go. cheating. She's I looking can. back, like, ooh, where? Well, I did see that um, Zambia is is up here. Zambodia. See, not there Zambodia. We go. Zambia. <laughs> Zambia. There we go. Um, I would say Greece. Ooh, that's yeah. Cool. We have some listeners in Greece, and that's really fun. So that's one of that's on my bucket list for sure. Cool. That's a fun question. Good question. I like it. Okay, who's next? Chris Taves. You're in the hot seat. I got one. First of all, congratulations on 100 episodes. Thanks. That's awesome. And representing the male species in the room. Yes. So I want to, uh, in all seriousness, give a shout out because you you present such great content for both male and female listeners. And um, I truly, obviously I'm biased, but I truly love what you bring every week. And it's I listen to a ton of podcasts on my commute every morning. And... Um, Yours every Tuesday morning, I listen to yours. So I love it. Thank you. Keep it up. Thank you. I'm looking forward to what you're switching up. It's going to be fun and interesting. Thank you. Um, so here's my question. I'm usually very serious, but okay. I'm going to go fun. Okay. So I want to know from each of you, what has been the funniest moment <laughs> off the air Ooh, during this 100 episodes? Question. I, I have... A few thoughts. Do you want to go first? No, I have okay. no thoughts. <laughs> so there have been a few times where we have had multiple episodes back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. And by the end of it, you just start to feel very tongue-tied. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you're questioning yourself, like mm-hmm. if you've said it in this episode or the right. last episode, and it's crazy. Yes. And so there was this, we had done three guests, and then we were trying to do a chat. And I am not joking you. <laughs> Heather was trying to open, and she had to do like 17 takes. <laughs> yes. And we were laughing so hard. I mean, she would just get like a squeak out. <laughs> and then we would have to start over. And it was so, it, we were like super slap happy. It was nine o'clock at night and ridiculous. You but... need to do like an outtakes episode. Yeah. Oh, like... okay. Thank you for ruining spreads. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I don't know anything. I'm just a fan. <laughs> Whenever you sleep with one of the hosts. She does not tell me anything. <laughs> I'm totally joking. But it is, it is. You're joking or you're serious? No, we are going to have one. So you're not joking. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes, what? (laughs) Correct. (laughs) We are going to have an outtakes episode. Sweet. Yes. I did not know that. I I really did. I don't know when. It's coming. It It might be a while to get all of the outtakes together. Yeah. Um, one of the funniest moments that I can think of is when we were recording in your basement a few months, a couple months ago, and one of your children (laughs) comes running in and says, mom, I have to poop. (laughs) Yes. Mid episode. Yeah. And, and editing that because we were in the middle of a pretty deep conversation. And so we're having this serious conversation and mom, I have to poop. Yeah. And it was just, it made us giggle and we started laughing. Well, and that is such an interesting thing about podcasting. Thank the Lord it is not live as far as like cameras and all that jazz. Because a lot of times when we're podcasting, we have at least four of the kids in the house. Mm -hmm. And there will be multiple interruptions. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we've laughed. I I feel like Wilder especially interrupts us the most. Mm -hmm. Like we can hear his little feet come in and then all of a sudden the door just boom. And he's there <laughs> asking there. something, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so. we've had kids outside before. Yeah. We could hear him jumping and screaming. We've held kids on our lap during podcasting. But that's part of why it works is because this is about ordinary life. Yeah. And yeah. if we, you know, I was just thinking today, like, if anything is perfect or looks perfect, is probably fake. So true. And true. in any area of your life. Yeah. And so, and it's the same with this podcast. Like, we don't want it to look perfect. Yeah. It isn't. We don't know what we're doing. Um, but we're, we're figuring it out, you know, and it's ordinary. So yeah. Awesome. Fun with Thanks it. guys. Good question. All right. Let's stop having fun and get serious. <laughs> I knew, um, I knew it. Crack the whip. All right. So here's my question. Have you ever felt like giving up and just Heck walking? Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't finished. Okay. And just walking away from Christian ministry altogether. And if so, what stopped you from walking away? Mm, okay. I'll go first on this one. The amount of times that I felt like giving up are too many to count. Mm-hmm. Um, I often call you <laughs> when I feel like I'm yeah. like I can't do it anymore, and you yeah. remind me why why we do it mm-hmm. and what the purpose behind it is. Um, yeah, I think with, with this in particular, you know, podcasts do they do feel one sided sometimes because we're sitting here talking to each other or to a guest, but hardly anyone ever talks back to us after the episode airs. You know, every, like you'll get some comments and some things, Mm -hmm. but it often feels like, does anybody care that we're spending all of this time doing it? And it does, it takes a lot of time. It's taken a lot of my time to learn how to edit. And you know, every week, Monday afternoon, that's all I do all afternoon. Mm -hmm. And so there are times when you're like, is it worth it? Because it feels like there aren't, it's not reaching enough people to be worth the sacrifice that it requires. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, Heidi has talked about how like, she she has to get a babysitter every time that we have a show because she, her kids are still little. And so there's a lot of sacrifice that goes into it. But when you remember that, it's, that Jesus left 99 to go after the one, and you remember that your words that go out over the airwaves, you know, might encourage one person and then we get to hear those stories now and then that makes it really worth it and just yeah, remembering that it's not for our glory and that it's it really has been um an act of obedience yeah and not an act of let's grow this thing as big as we can grow it so that we can become famous yeah I, that's never been the goal um certainly if that was the goal we would have a much better social media presence um because that's just not the focus 
but it was God's idea from the very beginning. And I remember the very first time we sat and talked about it, talking about what would this look like and what would we name it and um, would we be able to pull it off? You know, and we talked about starting, you know, do we do twice a month? And Which we did start at twice a month. We started at that? twice a month, yeah. yeah. And I had a brand new baby. And so it was, it was a sacrifice. Um, but I would say because God was so clear that it was his idea, that's been what's been the driving force. But yes, there's been multiple times that we wanted to quit. Um, and said, like said, is this, is this still our best? Yes. You know, is this still worth it? But I think of, for instance, your episode specifically, Rochelle. So you got on the podcast as a guest in a really vulnerable time in your life, just three months out, I believe, of your brother having committed suicide. Yeah, that's right. And so you were still in a pretty raw phase. You know, you were letting the Holy Spirit comfort you, but that's a big deal. Just a few weeks out, you know, a few months out. Um, and you told your story, you told Rich's story Mm -hmm. and that next day or the next week when it aired, we had a listener reach out who was a young wife with kids and basically said, I just started listening to your show and I really, really needed this episode. My husband just took his life this week and this timing was perfect. And so it's things like that. And I could say that about so many of our guests Mm -hmm. where we always pray like, Jesus, will you just give us the ideas for the guest? And it's interesting because we don't go for well-known guests in this podcast. We, we strive for the people that are living ordinary lives. Mm-hmm. And so we just pray, will you show us the guest? And then will you show us the timing? And it's been so intriguing to see when the episodes end up airing. Sometimes we record them and they don't air. They rec- like they'll drop the next morning and sometimes they don't drop for three months mm-hmm. because we're like, this. the timing's not right. And... So it's just been cool to see God work. So I think those stories are the reason Mm -hmm. when it's gotten really hard and it's gotten like, man, is this still worth it? It's those kind of responses where we wouldn't get to have a face-to-face with that woman. Mm -hmm. Um, And your story may not have ever reached her had God not had this idea for this platform. Yeah, so So good. Since a year and a half, about a year and a half ago, since we started coming to the same church and getting to know you two better. You two really have become kind of a spiritual mentor to me. Just, mm-hmm. I know you're both just full of wisdom. Mm-hmm. And if I, you know, have something or need something, I may not come to you, but I know in my head, okay, when I get to that point where I need mm-hmm. someone to talk to, I just feel like, you know, that you are somebody both I can come to. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I am... 10 years and 14 mm-hmm. years yeah. older than both of you. Mm-hmm. And so I know there are some things that I have wisdom for. Yes. But in looking at it, kind of backtrack here. Last weekend we had an interesting experience with the snowstorm and everything that came through. My family, we ended up at our gym, just the five of us cleaning and kind of doing work. But we had a great time together and it was a great day. Until later that night, I was looking on Instagram and I see pictures of everybody out in the snow and being with family and all this fun stuff. And I didn't realize it, but I got kind of angry going, Mm. this isn't fair. Mm. Everybody's out having fun. I felt it wasn't even a work day that we had to have, but looking at everybody else, you know, it made it look, oh, and I didn't realize I was showing that emotion kind of, but my husband, Tim asked me later, he's like, what's wrong? And I said, it's just not fair. Everyone's out with family, having fun, and we're stuck. And he kind of looked at me, started laughing. He goes, you do realize we are 10 years older? Our kids are older? Do you think our kids want to go sledding today? (laughs) Do you think? And I was like, that is so true. You know, you got to stay in your own lane. And I look at, and I think I enjoyed my kids being that age so much that I you know, there are times I do want to go back, but do you two ever catch yourself in that position looking, you know, not even realizing, like, it's not comparing or wishing, but you don't even realize when you're looking at it, you catch yourself, you know, going, oh, my life's, their life's better. Yes. And then how to, you know, it took me, it probably took me a day to kind of go, hey, stay in my own lane, mm-hmm. not, yeah. so do you ever see yourself in that? I think if 
anyone was asked that question and they said, no, I never struggle with that, they would be lying. Mm -hmm. I think absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think that social media is such a powerful tool Mm -hmm. and it can be so, so good. You know, I think of my brother in love, Chris, he posts the most inspiring Instagram Mm -hmm. messages. But then I think of other people in my life that I'm like, man, I feel like I need to unfollow them because they cause me to want materialism Mm -hmm. and they are obsessed with their business or, you know, just things that make me question, Mm -hmm. am I missing something? Should I be more passionate about whatever it is? Mm -hmm. And so absolutely, there are absolutely times that I have to catch myself and go, wait a minute, I was not created to run their life, to be in their life, Mm -hmm. to to run in their lane. Mm -hmm. I was created to be in my lane Mm -hmm. and I'm running in my lane and that's got to be enough for me. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, there's definitely times that I have to catch myself with that. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's a daily struggle every day. And I agree with Heidi. If someone says that they don't struggle with it, they're lying to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, just this past week, I had a major episode of this, if you will. Um, there's this extremely popular podcast right now that literally everyone is talking about. And, um, I don't particularly like it that much. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just not, it doesn't, you know how you can listen to a podcast and you're like, it's fine, but it doesn't jive with me. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's how I feel about this particular podcast, but like all of my friends and everybody on social media, they're posting about it and talking about it and they love it and they're quoting it all the time. And like, I've heard so much about it that Mm -hmm. it made me go, well, then we have to shift and become more like this. Yeah. But it is so opposite. It's, there's nothing wrong with it, but it's so opposite of who Heidi and I are yeah, and what mm-hmm. we feel called to do. Yeah. And it's not, it, we would be disobedient if we shifted and went to, but because this person is getting all of this attention and all of these accolades, I'm mm-hmm. like, well, obviously she's better than we are. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we need to change to be like her. And man, yeah. the Lord just was, I mean, took, you know, I went down that road for a while until the Holy Spirit got a hold yeah. of me and was like, mm-hmm. what are you yeah. saying right now? I have called you to be this and be in this right. lane. And, right. um, so yes, it's yeah. definitely a struggle. I yeah. think yeah. Um, it's why I take social media breaks mm-hmm. pretty often. Mm-hmm. It helps me so much to just shut it off for yeah. a month or two weeks or five days or whatever it looks like and reset. Cause then I, I really do feel like, well, one, I spend a lot more time picking up my Bible or a book to read mm-hmm. um, instead of scrolling. But then I also just remember that every people are people. And just because something's posted on Instagram doesn't mean that they don't have struggles too. And I, mm-hmm. I you forget that when you're scrolling. Yes, there was, um, we had a guest, her name is uh, Brittany Brooker. Mm-hmm. And she, so she had lost her first husband tragically. Mm-hmm. And then a few years later got remarried. And the man she married had lost his first wife to cancer. So the two of them, combined have five little children under the age of I think it's seven Mm. and I have three seven and under and I know the chaos that ensues (laughs) with three little loves and so I loved it recently she's been doing this thing where she will post this really pretty picture in the morning of like her coffee cup and her bible Mm -hmm. open and her beautiful plate of eggs Mm -hmm. and be like oh such a lovely morning and then the very next story will be like just kidding here's real life Mm -hmm. and she'll like there'll be laundry hanging off the you know the countertop Mm -hmm. and the eggs that were burnt on the stove and the kids running around you know half naked and she's like this is real life like this is behind the scenes and so I do think to just be that we all have to be so Mm -hmm. cautious not to compare our lives our ordinary life Mm -hmm. to someone's beautiful highlight reel to go man, my life is just dull and Mm -hmm. awful compared to their perfectly curated Instagram. Mm -hmm. And yet knowing that there are people paid to help you know how to curate your beautiful Instagram, Yeah, you know, and when to post and how to post. And, and I think just like taking that deep breath and going, Jesus, it's all okay. You know, Mm -hmm. this is the life you've called me to and Mm -hmm. I'm good with it. And I love too, what you talked about seasons because it's so true, isn't it? Yeah. We're in you're in this a season and then you want to be in a different one. Right. Yeah. And right. really being mindful of which is kind of the point of this podcast, like being having your eyes be able to see through a lens of like what's right in front of me right yeah. now is mm-hmm. so special. And yeah. mm-hmm. you know, your kids might not want to go sledding, but mm-hmm. you know, in another decade, I bet you'll have grandkids that right. want to. Right. That's true. That's and I true. do love I love the I love having friends that are fourteen years older than me mm-hmm. because you might be watching me. 
but I'm watching you. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm watching you send your kids off to college. Mm-hmm. And I'm watching the way mm-hmm. you're having to give them some tough love mm-hmm. when it's not the easy decision, you know. And mm-hmm. I'm watching you help them navigate becoming adults. And it, it seems so far off because my oldest is seven, but I know in a moment it's going to be here. so fast. And so I just think that's, you know, God's yeah. Word talks about how um, the older generation should mentor and pour into mm-hmm. the younger ones. And I think mm-hmm. that is so wise. Yeah. Well, if that leads right into my next question is where do you see yourself 10 years from now mm-hmm. when your kids are my kids' ages? Wow. Or your dream, you know, your dream for 10 yeah. years. For me, I would say my husband Chris and I have a big dreams about what our future and our family's future looks like in terms of um, creating avenues for people to um, build their dreams and and mm-hmm. um, helping them find their dreams and then have outlets for those. For us, we think that looks like a ministry that our family runs. You know, if mm-hmm. we're dreaming the biggest dreams, our mm-hmm. kids would be involved in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's that's a big scary dream to say out loud because mm-hmm. it feels kind of impossible right now um but that's where i would see us in 10 years Mm -hmm. uh i'll be super honest i've never been the kind of girl that's like here's my five-year plan and here's my 10-year plan i am a visionary and i have lots of dreams but i don't tend to be the one that kind of puts them in a box and Mm -hmm. expects them to happen in a certain time frame but i would say kind of big picture so 10 years out i'll have a son graduating high school mm-hmm. and so starting to navigate the season that you're in mm-hmm. of college mm-hmm. and what does that look like and helping him understand what is his purpose as a young adult and mm-hmm. going into adulthood and you know right around the corner possibly marriage and right. um so i think where i would hope to see myself is just my life has been made up of a a ton of really tiny steps of obedience that probably the person on the outside looking in some of like, I I even think of some of my friends that are super successful. They might think like, wow, I feel like she could have done more, you know, but the reality is like, I just feel like there's been a ton of little tiny steps that have brought me to where I am now. Mm -hmm. And they've just been these acts of obedience to where God wanted to take me next. So I would hope that, I still have a really thriving marriage. That would be my greatest desire outside of my walk with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I would have a great desire that all of my kids at that point would be walking with Jesus on their own, of their Mm -hmm. own free will, Mm -hmm. no no brainwashing, no forcing, just like, hey, this is genuinely what I want to do for an individual, that they would know Jesus. And I would say if those two things are in place, then... Everything else is going to be added. Right, right. So that's a great question. So I just read this the other day and I have to share it because I feel like it fits in with this particular part of the conversation so well. It's in Genesis 12 and it's when God has called Abram to leave everything that he knows, leave his homeland and take his family and go to a land that he says, go to a land that I will show you. Mm -hmm. And so he does that and he he goes on to Canaan, says he arrived in Canaan. Abram traveled through the land as far as Shechem, and he set up camp beside the oak of Morah. Uh, and then he, it goes on to say that he built an altar, he dedicated it to the Lord, and then they traveled south, and they set up camp in the hill country with Bethel to the west and Ai to the east. There he built another altar, de- dedicated it to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord. And then this is the part that stood out to me, and I had never noticed this, this before. It said, then Abram continued traveling south by stages. And I thought, how Mm. interesting is that? That when we have a dream or a destination, we often just want to get there, get to that destination. Mm -hmm. But he traveled by stages. And at each stage, he he would have to set up camp so that his family would have a place to sleep and to rest. And he would have Mm -hmm. to feed his cattle and feed his... his, um, you know, take care of all of his family. And that was probably a ton of work in each stage. And in each different stage, there would be different opposition too. I mean, one Mm -hmm. time he lied 
in Egypt to the Pharaoh because he didn't want his wife to get raped. Yeah. His right. wife ends up <laughs> sleeping with Pharaoh. I'm like, dude, that was not yeah. a good plan at all. <laughs> but, you know, like each stage had a different struggle, mm-hmm. but they had to take root and plant and camp there for a mm-hmm. moment and then they would go on to the next stage. Mm-hmm. And I think that was part of their journey. That was part of his obedience journey too, to get to the promised land. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was really applicable for all of us whether it be parenting or a dream that you have or ministry or just life yeah that's a good word taking these different stages mm-hmm. okay so we're not supposed to be asking you questions but i have to because <laughs> right? I, I genuinely want to know uh-huh. so then when you had that moment of feeling whether it was feeling left out or longing for a moment that you were in mm-hmm. how did you pull yourself out of that i didn't i didn't even realize that's what was wrong with me yeah. that's what it took it was quite a few hours, and then Tim pointed out, hey, what's wrong? And I'm going, what is wrong with me? Yeah. We had a great day. Yeah. It was all good. And then I kind of realized I was kind of mourning yeah. those times when we had mm-hmm. those fun activities. And then Tim and I reminisced about 10 years ago what we would have been doing with the kids. And yeah. I was like, that was, that was our time. So yeah. then I really had to get back to realizing where where I'm at in my season and what's my lane to run in right now it's not spending all that time with my kids playing and doing all that but it's we're in a different stage with a business and with things going on in our life so it I just it was kind of a realization and going okay God you you have me where you want me and it's good how gracious of our heavenly father though to allow you to recognize that that's so true right yeah yeah I think yeah. a lot of people sit in that state all the time. Yeah. All yeah. the time. That's yeah, true. Yeah, just wallow yeah. then in yeah. self-pity. Mm-hmm. Discontentment. Or maybe not even knowing yeah. that mm-hmm. they're in that yeah. self-pity. But yeah. for the Lord to show you that and to give you clarity to mm-hmm. be able to then go, okay, this is my path. This is my way mm-hmm. right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a really beautiful thing. That is. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't even thought about it. Okay, well, we just had an intermission, Heidi, mm-hmm. because we had to refill our beverages, and our plates. Mm-hmm. And we talked about some really interesting things. <laughs> I forgot to refill my plate. Sad. I did too. So we're not, gonna, we're not going to say what we talked about. I do sort of wish the microphone had been rolling because those would have been some awesome those outtakes. Those would have been some awesome outtakes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, back to our questions. Mm-hmm. Okay. Chris Taves, you're up. Well, what I was going to say, uh, I was going to keep it on a more serious note. I thought Steph's questions were really awesome. And it reminded me of what, what she asked and what you answered. Uh, we were talking about this morning at, at our men's Bible study. We were reading Proverbs 16 because it's the 16th day of the month. And like three or four times in the chapter, it talks about um, your plans and your steps. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of verses. I wrote them down from this morning because they were just so powerful. Um, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Mm. So just like Abraham, like God had this vision, this this plan, if you will, that was a long-term thing. He couldn't see the whole picture, but his actions, his daily faithfulness, his step-by-step is what made his plan, God's plans succeed. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, it says we can make our plans, but the Lord determines our steps. Mm. So... Yeah, we should, we should make these long-term goals and plans and visions based on what God wants us to do in the direction we're going. But he's not, for our sake, he's not going to reveal the whole picture to us because right. we couldn't handle it. Right. But we take a step every single day towards that land, towards that direction. So I just thought that was really a really good question from Steph. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So my question to you. I wondered if you had one or if you just were Oh, I do. <laughs> I do. I got a, I got a question. I'm going to flip the tables on, on you. So I want to hear from each of you your answer for each other. So not about yourself, but for each other. Okay. So Heidi, what about Heather is both ordinary and extraordinary? Mm-hmm. And Heather, what about Heidi is ordinary and extraordinary? That's a fun question. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. Okay, so I think the thing about Heather... Is this supposed to be from my perspective or what I think she would say? From your perspective. Okay. So from my perspective, I would say the thing about Heather is that she is a firstborn of her siblings. And she is a stay-at-home mom. 
and she kind of has a lot of typical responsibilities that would fall in line with being a stay-at-home mom, such as doing her laundry, going and getting groceries, making her family meals. Not that people that have full-time careers don't do that. They might. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> sometimes I wish I had a full-time career to find out if anyone shows up and does those things for me. I'm pretty sure they do. But I, yeah, from my perspective, that would be what would make her ordinary, what would make her feel like her day is ordinary. But I think the other thing that would possibly make her feel ordinary is the fact that she's a homeschool mom, that she home educates her kids. But I actually think that that actually makes her extraordinary because I home educate my kids and I know how much work it takes. I know that if you're going to do it well and if your kids are going to enjoy it and not hate you at the end of the day, you have to put a lot of effort into it. And so being a homeschool mom myself, there's kind of a negative connotation about, oh, so you just stay home with your kids? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do all day? What? Like, do you guys just... Yeah, I've been asking that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ha, ha. Joke. Come here, let Joke. me smack you. Um, so I would say the thing that I think is really extraordinary about her is that she has these incredible gift sets that could put her in any position of leadership yeah. in any corporation in any corner of the world, even Zambodia or Zonia, <laughs> yeah. whatever, whatever yeah, I said. that place. Um, and yet she has been committed to what she knows God told her to do, which is, mm-hmm. hey, here's your goal in this season of life. This is to home educate your kids. And I know because I'm in her cloud, I know that that's not something she actually wanted to do. Mm-hmm. It's something that she said, yeah, I'll probably never homeschool. Yeah. In fact, I think it was more firm than that. It, she's Heather, so it was oh. more firm than that. I will never homeschool. It was. <laughs> and then God spoke to her and said, hey, here, yeah. here's this fun, awesome idea. And, and she obeyed and she's yeah. doing it. And I would say she's doing it with so much excellence that it is inspiring other homeschool moms around mm-hmm. her. And even moms that aren't homeschoolers, even moms that just like, that have to do homework at night with their kids, mm-hmm. like they are being inspired to do it with excellence and to find moments of praise in it and mm-hmm. to find the call of God on their life to be the mom that's working, but then the mom that does the homework at night. And that's what I think is extraordinary about Heather is that, um, she could step into some pretty well-known roles and some pretty like glamorous roles, if you will, as far as leading on a massive scale, Mm -hmm. but she's chosen this really kind of ordinary life in order to Mm -hmm. obey God's voice. It's good for her. Okay. Add on, add on question. What's the funniest thing about Heather? That nobody knows. Chris thinks he's in charge of the show or something. Um, I feel like I'm going to get in trouble if I answer. Exactly. No, I'm in charge of editing. So the funniest thing about Heather. <laughs> oh. Holly has an idea. Oh yeah. <laughs> she just funny. gave me it sign is. language. So one of the funny stories about Heather, I don't even remember how this came up. I think she was, were you pregnant when this happened? No. Somehow, one of our brothers decided (laughs) to smell Heather's belly button. (laughs) I don't know why. Oh my word. Or maybe it was that Heather just stuck her finger in her belly button and said to Isaac, smell this. really random really weird not that joke. family i promise no and it's so out of character of heather because she's our firstborn in the family she's you know pretty put together my belly button and... does not smell anymore <laughs> anymore i feel like i think you were pregnant i don't know anyway wow okay heather your turn that was i don't even know how to respond after do you that. even know the question mm-hmm. i do okay what's ordinary about you um, I think that a lot of people would probably look at you and think that you have nothing ordinary about you. That mm. they would see that your outward appearance and your gift sets and all the things that God has gifted you in, and they would think there's not, she could not possibly have anything ordinary in her life. Mm. However, I know you very well, mm-hmm. and I know that that's not true. Yeah. And I know that um, what is ordinary about you is that you um, have had to battle through your entire life for people to take you seriously. Hmm. 
and you have had to stand up for yourself time and time and time and time again when other people should have but mm-hmm. didn't. Yeah. And so you've had to you've had to fight for yourself in yeah. in ministry in um, different jobs that you've had and not in a um, not you've never done it in a demanding way but you've always just been confident in who you are. Um, but you've also had to fight for your health and you've had to fight for your children's health. Mm -hmm. And so I think that that's very ordinary about you is that you have had a lot of struggles, Mm -hmm. just like a lot of other people. And when people look at you from the outside, I think they often think there's nothing ordinary about Heidi. Everything's extraordinary about her. Mm. Um, but I know that that's not true. Yeah. That you've, you've had to battle a lot in your life. And what is extraordinary about you is that. I think the same answer is that you have had to walk down so many paths that would have taken just one of those things would have taken most people out. Mm. Like they just would have thrown the talent and given up. Um, but time after time you have relied on your faith in Jesus mm-hmm. and you have relied on the strength that God has put inside of you to pick yourself up off of the ground and get back on. And I mean, we're talking like, major, major things, um, coming back from extreme hurt from the church and ministry Mm -hmm. and saying, I'm not going to let that take me off of the call of God in my life. I'm going to get back in the game and you've gotten back in the game and you've forgiven Mm -hmm. and you've walked across a bridge that you've built for, um, forgiveness and restoration in relationships and you've kept on going. And so I think what makes you ordinary is also what makes you extraordinary. Mm, thanks, Ed. You're welcome. That's awesome. That's good. All right. The funniest thing about Heidi that nobody knows. I have a plethora of towels. Just keep pulling out a new towel. You said most people would throw in the towel. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Wow. I did not know where that one came from. Um, I have no idea. I cannot think of anything funny about you, even though I know there are Do I win a prize for stumping you? (laughs) For stumping Heather? Yes. I don't know. Can you think of something? No, it's your question, not mine. (laughs) (laughs) Heidi, our brothers say this all the time, and this isn't a very good, this is kind of a cop-out answer, but our brothers say that Heidi is a hilarious person. It's just, she, it's not very often. Like, she'll have, like, something really, really funny every once in a while, and it'll make everybody laugh, but it's not consistent. You know, like a funny person is, is consistent. <laughs> but see, the real issue is that growing up, I wasn't the loudest child. There were a few brothers that were louder. So That's I would true. make the joke. No one would hear it. They would say it louder and everyone would I laugh. I know what it is. It's your... That's why. It's your, it's your laugh. Oh, yeah. It's not your normal laugh. It's your... We called our your Rhonda Byers laugh because she's an old, dear friend of ours. Yeah. And she laughs like this. Can you show us? That's what it is. No, You're Rhonda Byers laugh. No, I can't do it on demand. Come on. No, I can't. That, Shoot. I can't. Bummer. It only comes out when something is super funny. <laughs> like, real funny. Rochelle, you were going to... I was just going to say, so what makes you laugh that way? Because I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, I have a story that might make you I laugh. I don't know. My grandma calls me the other day. So dear. She's so dear. <laughs> uh-huh. Our grandma calls me the other day and she's asking about our trip coming up. (laughs) See, they already know what it's about. (laughs) She asked me if she could send some money with my kids, which is so sweet of her. And she asked if she could help pay for their plane tickets, which is so very kind. That is so kind. So kind. And then she asks, because we're going on a missions trip to a third world country. Then she asks if I would like to use... Her fanny pack that goes next to your underwear. (laughs) (laughs) What does that even mean? Possibly. <laughs> you know, the crazy, they're back in style. 
The, the kind you wear next to your underwear? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't necessarily know what that is. No, either. That's why I wanted to see it. Is it like what you put your passports in or something? I don't know, but <clears throat> Rochelle's husband, Jared, who's a good friend of mine, he's going, and he's taking a bunch of survival gear. <laughs> what? I said maybe he could put his matches and a compass in there. So I'm, I'm going to offer... <laughs> next to my underwear. <laughs> so awkward. Oh my goodness, it's warm in here it's now. It's really hot in here now. Okay, so before anyone else gets to ask, ask a question, so I put on our stories tonight, Heather, that you have, is it nine days? Nine days. From today when we're recording. Yeah. It's nine days yeah. until you turn 40. And so I put a video up saying that any of our listeners could message me and ask you questions. Oh boy. You ready? Uh, okay. <laughs> okay. Here's a question. This is a question from Taylor. Ah, uh, Taylor. She says, Heather, looking back, what is the funniest moment you've had in your 30s? You have a whole decade to choose from. So you've known me for 36 years. I would like to remind everyone that my word of the year for 2019 is fun because I feel like I have not been fun <laughs> for the last, I Oh, know, I disagree. I think 10 you're years, so fun. So... I'm terrible. Okay, so a funny moment. A funny moment. Okay, as you think about that, her next question is what excites you about heading into your 40s? Oh, man. A funny moment. I I truly I know there are some, but I can't think of any. I feel like the fanny pack moment was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, that is pretty epic. Um, I'm sure there are some. I, I truly, I'm really good at the serious stuff. I cannot think of the funny stuff. Yeah. What about your mom quitting Coke? Oh, that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> Say that again. Okay. 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 Yes. Yes. Rochelle, yes. That might. That might have been. For sake of the mic, Rochelle just said, "What about your mom quitting Coke?" <laughs> <laughs> so do explain. Long story short, we were in Chicago a few years ago and we had gotten an Uber and I was sitting up in the front seat having a conversation with the Uber driver just carrying on with him we had not had any beverages to drink besides water and Coca-Cola and we were laughing we were just having a good time and laughing 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 and something was said about the Uber driver said something about like quitting drinking or something okay and then your mom was chatting with him about how hard it is to quit things. Oh, yes. And you piped in and you said, yeah, my mom quit Coke once. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that was really hard. And then you were like, Coca-Cola. <laughs> you verified it. It was Coca-Cola. That was a funny one. It was Did very he funny. even flinch? Uh, I think he thought we were all off our rockers. He thought we were crazy. Okay. Yeah. We might have been. That's funny. Okay, so what's something you're looking forward to going into your 40s? I think I am really excited about having some life experience behind me hmm. as I go through the life experiences in the next de decade. Because I think from your 30s to your 40s, you have a little bit of life experience under your belt, but then when you hit 40 you have a little bit more. I feel like each decade, you know, you, you get more life experience, which, which helps you be able to navigate the things that are going to come across your path in your life um, with more grace, hopefully, with more wisdom yeah. and with more understanding because <laughs> you've walked through some things before. So I think that's maybe the wisdom that comes with yeah. being a decade older. Okay, one more question, and then we'll get back to our guests that are live. What is the favorite place you have traveled in your 30s? Portugal. Mm. Easily. Yeah. That was awesome. Yes. We've been there that twice. That was for Chris's 40th birthday. Mm -hmm. Chris, oh, yeah. Chris and I have been there twice, mm -hmm. and it is, it's truly, truly incredible and amazing. They have the best pizza mm -hmm. that I've ever had in my life. Yeah. I think we ate it four or five times mm -hmm. in less than a week. Yes. Yeah. And the best Indian food. Oh, my word. That's true. I crave that Indian restaurant. I Can I add one more place? British Columbia, Canada. Mm. Um, Emerald Lake. Absolutely amazing, beautiful. Totally different than Portugal. Yeah. Um, but one of the most beautiful places I've ever been in my whole life. Yeah. 
Okay, so Chris, you just mentioned the Mex or the um, Indian restaurant in Portugal. I was thinking about this moment the other day because the video of you laughing hysterically yes. at that restaurant popped up on a time hop or something. And so there's this hysterical video. I've got to pull it up and post it. It was right when like those Snapchat face the thing filters, filters and I had not seen it yet. So yes. So Chris, Chris was having like this true 40 year old moment where he's like, what, what is the Snapchat? <laughs> Come on. It wasn't that bad. It was pretty bad. Ugh. And so we began to show him, and in all fairness, like I was not on Snapchat. I just let my kids do the filters. Like right. I don't even know how to send a. Snapchat. And it was it my was I watching myself talk in yes. the filter? Yes, yes. So we were doing these videos, and then we gave you the filter, and you just like busted into this <laughs> massive laugh. Yes. And it hit me the other day. I think that's part of why we loved that restaurant. Yes. The food was unbelievable, yeah. but I think that's why we the loved memories it because. We laughed yeah. so much at that meal. We did. And I would, like, I'll never forget that moment because it was so hysterical. Mm -hmm. And the whole restaurant was looking at us like, we kind of want to be at their table right yeah, now. Yeah, totally. You know, it was that, like, we need to be where you're not. Yeah. And um, so I think that's why we had that's, so much fun. That's, at that's my plan for my 40s is lots of meals around lots of tables with lots of laughter. So good. That's I good. like that plan. All right. Any more questions? Okay. So I have a question for you guys. What is your favorite victory you've had in your life during the first 100 episodes? So it doesn't have to be just podcast related, but it has to be since the time you started the podcast. That's a really good question. I think I have one. It um, relates to what you said about My Extraordinary. When I started homeschooling my kids five years ago, the first two years were 100% out of pure obedience for what I felt like God had asked me to do. Um, because just being really honest, I it's it's not the top of my list of the things that I would choose to do mm -hmm. with my yeah. every single day. So the first two years were out of obedience. And then the third year, I felt like I really had gotten um, a little bit better handle on the fact that, okay, this could be fun. A little bit, you know, maybe a little fun. Um, and then we started podcasting and I initially got a lot of fulfillment out of it. It was an outlet for me. It was it was right in line with what I feel like some of my strong giftings are, communicating mm -hmm. and people-oriented, talking about God's Word. Um, but then the Lord began to do such a work in my heart about the role He has for me in homeschooling my kids. And I asked Him, would you create in me a love for this, not just an obedience for this? And last year, at the beginning of the year, that was my heart's cry. To the Lord and I saw it happen I saw him put this love for doing this in me mm. um, it's so hard and there's still days where I'm like man I'd really rather be doing something totally different but the Lord was so gracious to give me that love for an act of obedience you know in all those years of walking in obedience and then him to give me that love for it and I feel like doing this podcast sort of helped me realize that the thing that was right in front of me that was the obedience thing. This podcast is an obedience thing too, but it fits very much into what my idea of success is. Right, yep. And homeschooling doesn't. And so for the Lord to be gracious enough to give me that love um, in my act of obedience was, was a victory for me. That's really good. I think my greatest victory <clears throat> has been contentment. Um journeying through so I'm the third born of seven and for a long time I was the middle child and then Heather and I had this brilliant idea when we were <laughs> little girls that we should pray and ask Jesus for a real baby doll and God gave us you and so then I became not the middle child anymore but I was still in the middle kids and so I think when you're in a middle kids role you kind of have this constant striving where you're not exactly sure where you fit you don't know if you're big or little or where you are so I think for a long time in my life, I struggled a little bit with discontentment, mm -hmm. trying to find where I fit, trying to find next, trying to find who am I and what am I supposed to be doing and who has expectations of me and are they good or wrong or is it okay that I'm different than my big sister or, you know, how does this work out? And so I would say in the last two years, I think specifically when we moved, we, we moved eight or nine months ago. And I felt this overwhelming understanding 
that I feel like the Lord had, I had finally gotten on board mm-hmm. with contentment mm-hmm. because um, through a series of events, I realized that I was very, very content in all aspects of my life. Not complacent, not um, not struggling with apathy, but just super content and really happy with, with my life. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting to think about that because... The last two years, there have been, there's been a lot of hard things, a lot of trials. And so it hasn't been because life's been like peachy and easy. But I think just because I finally, truly realize that Jesus loves me so much. Mm-hmm. And so just resting in that. And so I feel like my victory would be that freedom that Jesus loves me and understanding that no matter what my life has brought me to to this point, like God is all for me. Hmm. That's good. Great question. Okay, Kristen. So my question to you is because of this podcast and a hundred episodes, I know there's a lot of different people, but I want you to pick one person each that you never would have met or whether it's a, a listener or a guest that has impacted you. Um, positively just one story okay I have one oh she's a guest from very early on and her name is Jan Garman Mm. and she her story was so beautiful and gut-wrenching and inspiring Um, I'll have to look up what episode it was and we can post it on our show notes. Um, she was pretty early on, but I just remember thinking that she was so wise and, uh, what she had to say through, she was a little bit older and what she had to say about walking with Jesus and the time that she spent with Jesus every single day and how she made it a priority, um, both morning and night had a profound impact on me. That's good. Yeah. She was awesome. Mm -hmm. To tag on to you, I think, We've talked a lot about how we genuinely feel like the Holy Spirit prompts us about our guests, and um, Jan was one of them. Mm -hmm. She was a guest of someone that attended our church, Mm -hmm. and she came walking up to me. I I think I was on the host team that day, so I was greeting her, and I felt the Holy Spirit put a thought on my heart that we should interview her. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's just such an interesting thing. I feel like she was in her 70s when, you know, you wonder... Like, would someone in their 70s want to be a guest on a podcast? Mm-hmm. Do they even know what a podcast is? Mm-hmm. You know, is that something that would be so far outside of their reach? Um, and she was so beautiful and so had so much wisdom. And so I would agree with you. I think that she was such an incredible person to connect with. I think for me personally, it's a little bit more recent episode. It would be, I mentioned her earlier, but it would be Brittany Brooker. Um, I happened to run across her... Instagram on social media and um, we were walking through a really hard season of grief with my sister-in-law. She had just lost her brother to a tragedy and I feel like the Lord just put her Instagram on my feed just to give me positive encouragement for Jenna and so Brittany was constantly posting just really uplifting God-centered encouragement And I remember thinking, because Jenna and I would talk every single week on FaceTime, and I remember thinking a couple of times, Lord, I feel like I have nothing for Jenna. I I feel like I have nothing to offer her because it's such a broken time. And both times I opened my Instagram, and both times there was something from Brittany on my feed. And so through that, then the Lord ended up prompting us to ask her to be a guest. And she was a guest and we had a great conversation with her and we've continued a friendship since then. Mm. And, um, so that's been pretty cool because I am not the type of person that would reach out to someone, someone that's got social media influence and be like, Hey, can we be buddies that I just, that's just not who I am. Mm -hmm. And so it, that's been kind of cool for me just to connect with her. Um, she's actually, a fair amount younger than me, but she's so encouraging and so uplifting and she's having a great impact on a lot of people. She is our number one. She's our number one. Listen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She's been our biggest show. Mm -hmm. Listen wise. And the amount of feedback from her show. Mm -hmm. I mean, she just shares a lot like raw Mm -hmm. 
you know, she was super young, I think 26 or something when her husband died and had three little boys to raise on her own. Wow. So, you know, kind of a story that not many people have to walk through, but everyone can, so many people can relate to grief. And I think that because she handled it with such an understanding of who Jesus was to her, the thing that stuck out to me the most with her is that she was already grounded in her faith. Her faith was already super solid when the storm hit. And so when the storm hit, she was ready to respond with grace. So that's yeah. what reached, that's what meant the most. So if you want to listen to her episode, her episode is number 69 mm-hmm. and Jan Garman's is 13. Okay. So, so fun. But I would say all of our guests, yeah. I have, that's been my favorite thing about podcasting, Heather, is how strategic the episodes have been and yeah. the response, even if it's from one person yeah. of, I needed to hear that so much. You know, and it might be somebody that you feel like is somewhat unlikely that ends up, their show ends up dropping. And then we have a guest um, or a listener reach out and say that it meant the world to him. So that's been fun. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you to all of our listeners for hanging with us for 100 episodes. Yeah. Um, It's an honor to be able to speak into your lives every single week. And we don't take that lightly. Mm -hmm. We don't take it for granted. We know that um, you have a choice of what you click on, what podcasts you click on. And we're, we're very honored that so many people choose to listen to ours. So, um, I would just say, Heidi, if you, you mentioned this at the beginning, if this show has impacted you in some way, the guest has impacted you in some way, take this time right now to share it on your social media and tell us why and then share it with a friend. Um, because that, that's really, that will mean so much to the guests that you choose, mm-hmm. you know, for them to say, wow, my story really does matter. We love to give people a platform, but then it's up to our listeners to really promote that and to okay. share, share our guests. So thanks for listening. We're so glad that you do. We are looking forward to some fun changes. All of the, the purpose of the podcast is going to stay the same, but we've got some fun things to add. Let's freshen it up a little bit. So we will see you on episode 101.